guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of 5 Minute Major Radio. Dave here, um, and joining me by speakerphone this evening is Matt Mastro Giovanni. Matt, how's it going? Uh, it's doing good. Yeah, this damn, damn tornadoes and severe thunderstorms are uh, messing with our pod. Yeah, this is crazy. I mean, today's the second day in a row where all this kind of this nasty weather is rolled around in our area, and then obviously, like, in the, uh, I guess, the, the Tornado Alley region, those people are getting punched in the gut left and right, so it's pretty brutal for everybody around here, but I do feel bad for those people who have uh, lost their homes or their belongings to this weather, because I can't imagine what that is, what that is like, so thoughts and prayers go out to all of them. For, for sure, and for those in our area, for those listening, obviously, there's no Facebook Live video tonight. Um, just because of the severe weather, we didn't want to be, uh, live and video end up crapping out on us. So we'll resume that with next week's pod. And also, uh, hope that everyone in our area is okay. Cause there was a confirmed tornado in the Warrington region up by the Regal movie theater and the Red Lion Diner. So hopefully everyone up in that area was safe and that wasn't major. Uh, but on to a brighter and happier topic we can talk about real quick. Tonight's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Because, um, I don't know, Matt, if you know, but there's this thing called the Stanley Cup Final. And it's, uh, it's, it, it's, a, it's a happening. Finally, after the NHL took a little, a little, uh, spring reprieve. Um, hockey has resumed. Um, there's no other, we're missing the Flyers because there's literally been nothing going on in Flyers land. Um, Real quick, we can touch on these two things real quick before we get into our cup final talk. Um, the Edmonton Oilers named Dave Tippett their head coach, as long also as naming Ken Holland their new GM previously before that. Um, so things are changing in the Edmonton Oiler land, um, but who knows how things will really change that well on the ice, Matt. Yeah, I mean, that, that organization is kind of dumpster fire at this point, and they're, they're trying to... Uh extinguish those flames and get back on track um wait did you just are you saying the flames are trying to extinguish the oilers no i mean the oilers are trying to extinguish their own flames no i was going with the calgary is better than edmonton joke but i mean yeah true at this point but i mean as much as i like am i guess like apathetic about the oilers it's like you really want like the nhl wants their arguably their best player in the playoffs. So it's like not having McDavid in the playoffs and like not having a team like the Oilers in the playoffs is uh, is a pretty big blow to the NHL. But, I mean, then again, this entire Stanley Cup playoffs has kind of been a blow to the NHL besides for the Blues at this point just because uh, both top seeds were gone in the first round. One of them got swept after, uh, obviously, the historic season by the Lightning. So... Uh, I think the NHL kind of lucked out with this Stanley Cup final matchup between the Blues and the Bruins. I think it's the first time they've played each other in the final since 1970. Since the Bobby Orr goal, and it's yeah. and it was the Blues have not been in the Cup final since 1970. So it's a rematch of when the last time the Blues were in. Um, I think we're both pulling for, for the Blues, um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll get into our predictions in, in a quick second. Um, but another miscellaneous or around the hockey world uh, talk is congrats to the nation of Finland in Scandinavia, Europe. 
Uh, they beat the goofy old Canadians to win the uh, 2019 IIHF World Championship Tournament um, with a pretty good, you know, squad of mostly European players and up-and-coming kids. I think they only had two active NHLers on their squad, and Capo Caco was a force to be reckoned with, proving um, that, you know, the Devils, with the first overall pick, have a tough choice in their hands. I mean, Jack Hughes, by no means, was a slouch in this tournament either for the U.S., but Capo Caco, I think, from the games that I watched, was by far Finland's best player. Yeah, I mean, for I feel like for the uh, for the countries outside of North America, well, I guess pretty much every other country besides, uh, like, what's it called, Canada and the United States, the World Championships are actually a pretty big deal. Oh, so, it's, it's humongous. It's, as, as Ilya Briskov would say, it's humongous big. All right, let's take it easy with that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Finland is pretty hype about winning this. Um, I'm actually just uh, looking at this article that I saw on NHL.com uh, that uh, Capo Kako is actually skipping the NHL scouting combine to celebrate Finland's win. Uh, and, uh, I mean, everyone else, it says, his agent says that the, uh, the NHL teams, quote, fully support his decision. So, I mean, obviously he's just a kid, and winning the world championship is a big deal for someone like him in his country. So, I would give him the pass, obviously. He could also be hurt, too. And I wouldn't say that. He had seven points in ten games. Um, I mean, so, and he's the youngest player on Finland's roster, uh, this article says, too. So, I mean, I think he just wants to have fun at this point. And he's obviously, obviously, he, I'm sure he knows that he's a top one or two pick at this point. So, I think the, the Devils have... Uh, a tough decision on their hands if they're going to pick Jack Hughes or Capo Caco at number one. And, 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 and us Flyers fans are screwed because both of them are going to be in our division. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be... I mean, that's... yeah. I don't even want to open the can of worms that's the Flyers right now just because there are... Uh, the team's been posting, like, the best of highlights on Instagram and stuff like that and it just makes me want the Flyers back. Oh, and... and, and, and like... We also know, like, the work that they still need to do this offseason that, like, hopefully finally makes them, one, first of all, better, and then second of all, an actual contender to make the playoffs and then also put a dent in the playoffs, uh, getting past the first round um, for once in a blue moon. So, yeah, I mean, I don't even want to get into that right now, but, I mean, again, seeing those highlights on social media just makes me want the Flyers back, man. I miss it. Yeah, and... The comment sections, you just want to, you know, sit down with a bowl of popcorn and just sit there and read, because uh, some of them have been gold. Um, and the majority of them, there's people saying, when you fired Ron and you fired Hack. And then, you know, there's, there's some funny ones, and there's a lot of, you know, finally calling up Carter Hart and playing Travis Sanheim. But uh, definitely the comment section is a glorious spot right now on, on Flyers Twitter. Uh, but now let's, uh, move on, because we do have a little bit of time restraint, obviously, because everyone's got to watch the Cup Final. Uh, but, um, as we already mentioned, the Stanley Cup Final is taking place between the Boston Bruins and the St. Louis Blues rematch of 1970. Um, and currently at the moment, the Boston Bruins have a 1-0 series lead. That could change tonight. Um, with a, I believe they won pretty, was it 5-2? 
the misfortunes, right? Marshawn got the empty netter. Uh, St. Louis blew a two nothing lead. Um, they kind of sat on it, and and for and for a while in that game one, Matt, um, the Blues didn't really have much control. Um, they scored first by Brayden Shen the slot with a gorgeous shot, and then towards the end of that, you know, first period. Um, the Bruins started taking command, and then the Blues got lucky. David Pasternak with a terrible, terrible turnover to Shen behind the Bruins' own net, and Tarasenko is wide open in the slot. How are you? And, um, I mean, Vlad Tarasenko is not going to miss when he's wide open in the slot against Tugarask. So they go up 2-1 to one at that point, or 2 nothing at that point. Um, the Bruins make it 2-1 before the pe- like sh- a couple minutes after that. And then the the Bruins just said, "Boys, you know, let's go." And a Tory Krug with a helmetless, huge all-time hockey hit, and Robert Thomas is actually not playing in tonight's game because of that hit. Um, and you know, the the Bruins just came out and you know were who they were and show that they are the best team left in the NHL right now. And it's unfortunate because I I don't think that Matt, either me or you, have much sympathy for the city of Boston and don't think they really need to win another championship. And um, as much as I would like to see St. Louis win, uh, I just think the Bruins are the better team, and I think the Bruins will probably end up winning the Cup, as much as it pains me to say. Yeah, I mean, um, to reiterate what you said after that Tanko goal, just uh, I think it was a minute into the second period I'm seeing here on the box score. Uh, it was basically all Bruins from there. I mean, and like the, uh, throughout the whole game, St. Louis only had 20 shots on goal. Boston had 38. So, I mean, you can't almost get outshot by, like, double and expect to win, a, like, a playoff game, let alone a Stanley Cup final game. So, I mean, as much as, like you said, as much as we may not like it, Boston showed that they were the better team uh, the other night. And uh, that whole rest versus rust theory just proved to be wrong at that point, which was surprising because, I mean, the first period was, I mean – Besides all, like, the, the jitters and the hype from it being the cup final, like, it was it was good hockey until, I mean, up until, obviously, Boston's control of the game. But, yeah, I mean, I think the, the Blues are going to be in trouble if they can't steal one on the road tonight and go back to St. Louis with a tied series because, I mean, we saw what Boston did to Carolina. They pretty much shut them down. Um, Embarrassed them. Yeah, I mean, just basically we're like, oh, like, it was yeah, it was it was embarrassing. I was like, uh, that's a good good term, but yeah, I mean, like, it's just crazy. Like, like you said, like as much as we don't, as much as I would, I mean, I can't say I would hate them winning the cup, but it's like, again, it's like, I guess at this point, it's like the tale of two stories. So it's like one of the stories obviously has to have that that happy ending. So, but yeah, I mean. I think again, like I said, if St. Louis doesn't win tonight, I think they're they're in trouble. Yeah, I, I would agree with that statement. You know, um, my my heart says that the Blues will win the series in six, but my brain is thinking that I think the Bruins are going to win. So my heart is saying Blues in six, but my brain is saying is saying Bruins in seven. Um, I think this. I don't. I think you know. Yes, well, the Blues going down. If if they lose tonight. You know, it's really hard. Usually the team who goes up 2-0 in any series, but especially the Stanley Cup Final, the odds, the stats of them winning the Cup are just 
way bigger than the team who goes down in the O2 hole. Um, you know, if the, if the Blues, if the Blues want to beat the Boston Bruins, uh, they need they need to not do what what they did in Game One. That's that's their easy, simple game plan fix. Uh, stop the parade to the penalty box. Uh, play smarter. You know, on paper they're pretty evenly matched. Um, I might I the only really the edge I'll give to the Bruins is in goaltending and special teams. Um, and that's only for a couple reasons. The only reason why I give the edge in goaltending to the Bruins is because Tukarask and his reputation. We already know that Tuka Rask is one of the best goalies to ever be in existence for the country of Finland. And right now, he's been one of the best goalies in the NHL, multiple best in the winner. Um, and just Jordan, ben- Jordan Bennington is just unexperienced. Uh, you know, he's a rookie. Um, and then the Bruins' power play has been phenomenal. Um, and the Blues has been hit or miss. Um, it seems those David Pasternak, Brad Marchant, um, you know, good old, old reliable... Patrice Bergeron, Tori Krug, you know, just, I mean, granted, their power play against the Canes was unstoppable, and it was already good, um, it was already pretty good against the Leafs and the Blue Jackets in rounds one and two, uh, so definitely that series against the Canes inflated those numbers, but um, I just don't see, you know, that the Blues can compete with that, and, you know, they're shorthanded, they have a lot of really big threats, um, shorthanded, it's just, um, you know, five on five, it's an even wash, I think. I think, you know, the Blues definitely have some players. You know, Ryan O'Reilly is one of the best centers, two-way centers of this league. Braden Shen has, you know, proven that, you know, he can be an, an elite top six forward at times, especially when he was finally given a chance. And so that brings me to another point. Flyers fans who are being all pissy and moany about Braden Shen and Craig Berube. You know, it, it is possible for a head coach in Craig Berube to get fired because he was bad at his first head coaching gig. It's possible for a human being to learn from his past mistakes, improve on them, and become better. The same can be said about Braden Shen. And also with Braden Shen, he went from from an organization that was playing him as a top nine forward to an organization organization that said, here... You're going to play with Vladimir Tarasenko. So you go from being a third-line center to a top-line center with one of the best snipers in the world right now. And, you know, what What, what do you expect? Um, but, yeah, that's that's really it for my prediction. Uh, like I said, Hart says Blues in six. They'll win it at home against the Bruins. And it, But my brain's saying the Bruins are going to win it at seven games at home. Uh, just for the record, the, the fan in me is angry to see Baruby and Shen doing well. <laughs> but the, uh, well, God damn it, Matt. You're wrong. The, real, the realist in me understands where you're coming from. But, again, um, I mean, it's always, it's always tough to see someone, obviously, that comes to your team and then they can't really do anything and then they leave and then they, like, they find success. I mean, it's more jealousy than anything else where the Blues actually are, like, on, like, a pretty much Cinderella run at this point in the final. And then, like, you have, uh, like, you have guys like Shannon Baruby that have been on the Flyers, and it's like, well, like, where was this when they were there? But, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. But it's also, like, I mean, this brings you back to, two where it was, like, the 2012 run with the Kings, where it was, like, when with seeing, like, Richards, Carter, uh, like, Gagne, 
those guys winning the cup, like, after all those years with the Flyers, and it's just like, dude, like, come on. But, uh, yeah. I mean, they, they almost did do it with the Flyers, to be fair. They just ran to a really good Chicago team, and Michael Layton forgot how to goalie in the cup final, so. I mean, the bottom line is, at this point, I just want to see the players that are on the Flyers win with the Flyers, not win with anyone else. I, I, I can get behind that sentiment. As individuals, but I mean, with other teams, it's just not the same, obviously. Like, I mean, the only, I guess the only non, like, like seeing Teamanen win the cup with the Blackhawks was unreal, but it's like you also want, like, you also just wanted that to be with the Flyers, but this didn't happen, obviously. And I mean, it's just obviously this all calls back to the organization's whole. Uh, we're gonna take 800 years to rebuild the team into something good, but uh, don't worry, we got prospects. But it's like, but what about right now? So anyway, and that's, get, that's, like I said, but um, yeah. So I think that I think this is gonna go at least six games. Uh, I'm hoping. I don't know though. Like based off of just game one, I would say that Boston obviously has the edge, and. Like I said before, St. Louis definitely needs to steal the game tonight in Boston so that they can still they can take that momentum back to St. Louis and maybe get two in a row. But I mean, Boston's just good. Like I, I, I hate to say it, but like Boston's just a good team, and they've proved that year in and year out. Where they're always like they're always low key in the mix, and then they missed the playoffs once a couple years ago. They missed it twice. Oh, all right, well, twice, but, I mean, still, it's, like, they're always, like, I mean, it's typical Boston sports to just always kind of be there, and then when the time comes, you're just like, oh, yeah, let's just go to the championship and win another one, so then, like, a 12-year-old kid in Boston probably has grown up seeing some sort of parade every year since he's been born, which is insane, but, I mean, yeah, I'm just jealous. I just want to fly anyway. Exactly. And, 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 you know, and you know what helps to Boston be good? Is the two players they drafted in those two years, they were bad. Uh, one year they drafted David Pasternak, and then the next year they drafted Charlie McAvoy. So draft luck helps out a lot, too. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's... Yeah, the whole Boston sports thing, just, uh, I, I don't know. I just don't... I don't really like talking about it. I just like to... I mean... I want to see the Blues win, obviously, just because of their their story. Lake Gloria. But yeah, I mean, I think like you said before, if they don't win tonight, then they're gonna be looking, obviously, looking at a two nothing series hole, and they're gonna have to call their way back because I mean, if they go down three nothing somehow, it's like, all right, it's like basically like Boston has just completely neutralized the past like two teams that they've played, and they're just like, yeah, like we're just gonna win this, so. I mean, there's really not much else I can say uh, uh, just off of 60 minutes, but I yeah. think the Blues obviously need to step it up. They need to, if they do end up going up two goals at some point again tonight, uh, just keep their foot on the gas. Don't put it in cruise control. Like, basically just shut down the Bruins, go up three goals, four goals, and just pretty much just try and take the Bruins out of the game the same way the Bruins took the Blues out of the game in game one. So, and, yeah. And what, definitely, what, what they definitely have going for them right now, too, is Jordan Bennington's stats after a loss in this year's playoffs. He's 5-2 and two after recording a loss in the 2019 Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, with, I don't have the stats in front of me. I remember the record, though, but his goals against and his save percentage are like 
his goals against is like one point like eight something, and his save percentage is like a nine thirty something. So, um, I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty darn good, actually, especially in the playoffs. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, the Blues have that going for them. And a touchback on the whole Brain Shen, uh, Craig Bruby thing. If uh, I were a Flyers fan today and I was being pissy about Brain Shen, uh, well, if you're going to be pissy about Brain Shen being gone, then don't then don't be excited for uh, Morgan Frost and Joel Farabee because those are the two players you got with the draft picks that you acquired with from the St. Louis Blues trade. Yes, we got Larry Laterra. Yes, he's a cocaine addict. Yes, he's not going to be on the team next year because he's, he's a UFA. But the, in, in the Brain Shen trade, we got Yuri Laterra, glorified coke addict. Um, um, and then we used the 20-something overall pick that we got from them, the draft, Morgan Frost. And then our first round pick last year, that was, I think, the 14th pick overall, was from St. Louis. And we used that to draft Joel Farabee. Um, so if right now I had to pick between Joel Farabee and Morgan Frost or Braden Shen, I would pick Farabee and Frost. And I was and I was a very big Braden Shen supporter. You remember, I was all about Braden Shen. But now I'm like, you know what? Good for you, Braden. But we've got Frost and Farabee now, so I'm cool. Yeah, but I mean, it all goes back to what I've said multiple times before, where we can talk about the prospects we have until the cows come home, but until I see those results... Precisely. Other, I'm not really going to get my hopes up for anything. But I mean, yeah, like, I don't want to talk about Shen anymore. Like, <laughs> I, if there's nothing I can do about it, I don't honestly don't really, like, care at this point because he's been off the team for a while now. It's been almost so, three seasons now. Yeah, so, like, I mean, again, I'm, I'm past that, but... Um, Some Flyers fans are not, my friend. Well, yeah, I mean, that's Flyers fans for you, man. Agreed, agreed. Um... <laughs> This organization can't please everyone, and it can't please oh. a lot. Oh, no, yeah. You, you, they, they, the Flyers going to post a happy, like, a Remembrance Day post for, for Memorial Day, and I want to say 90% of the comics are bring back Kate Smith, and it's like, Jesus Christ, people, let let it go. You're not all Sam Chiriti. Like, let it die, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Um... Um, but I guess, do you have really anything else that you want to touch on tonight, Matt? I mean, we kind of, we kind of blew through everything. We knew it was going to be a short pod, but I think it was going to be this short. Um, I do have this article from NHL.com. It's five keys to game two for the Bruins and the Blues. I can just rattle these off real quick. Well, go for uh, it, man. Just to wrap things up. So first off, like we said before, uh, Jordan, Jordan Bennington needs to be better. That's the first one. Uh, I found these stats that you were looking for. So he is 5-2 and two, uh, with a 1.84 goals against average and a 9.37 save percentage after a loss in the playoffs. Um, Not too shabby. Yeah. Um, side note, also, Boston hasn't lost a playoff game since April 30th, which was obviously almost a month ago at this point. Yeah, aren't they on like a seven-game winning streak or something? They're on an eight-game winning streak right Ooh. now. So, yeah. I corrupt uh, on the Bruins side, uh, the Bruins' top line is looking for more. Uh, Bergeron, Marshawn, and Pasternak weren't dangerous, uh, obviously, so uh, they pretty much just need to get going more for the, uh, the Bruins. Um, number three is the uh, the Blues' forecheck has to be better. Um, they need to create more turnovers, uh, pretty much just play harder, play the puck harder. 
uh, death of body, all that stuff. There's all those cliches about the four check. Basically, they need to do that. Hand on a swivel. Exactly. Um, and then number four is uh, Boston's D up and rush, which this says uh, the Bruins recognized the game more that the Blues were sitting back instead of attacking, and they responded by having their defensemen push up in the rush when the opportunity presented itself. Uh, if the Blues want to play that way again, Boston's defensemen should be again should again be aggressive. So basically, Boston's D is going to try and take advantage of the the lax, uh, I guess, the lax forecheck and uh, transition when in the Blues game. So we'll have to look out for that. And then the last one is uh, again something we touched on before: the Blues need composure and discipline. Uh, they gave Boston five power plays uh, last game. Uh, luckily, Boston only got one goal on five power plays. But I mean, again, you can't give you can't be on the penalty kill for almost half a period. Like, oh, it zaps all your energy. All your mojo you have is gone because half yeah. your team gets benched. Yep. So yeah, I mean, those are all those are all the keys to tonight's game, uh, according to, to uh, NHL.com. Uh, the game is on at eight um, on NBC Sports Network, not on NBC. Game one was on NBC, the national NBC. And it had amazing ratings. Yeah, and pe- and people, a lot of people are upset with NBC that they don't keep it on NBC and they'd move it to their cable channel. Because uh, yeah, now, now you're cutting out, not everyone in the world has access to cable television. So now you're cutting out a good chunk of the you know, people who might want to watch this Stanley Cup final. Yeah, that's, again, the NHL kind of hurting itself with that kind of thing, but I don't know. <laughs> I have NBCSN, so I'm all right. Oh, same here. Actually, I actually have to go to our beer league team because while I'm still in the IR, someone still has to run the hockey team. So yeah. I'll, I'm coaching now until I can start skating. Nice. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think, again, the NHL is hurting itself by not having this on, like, a legit national broadcasting network. So, but, I mean, that's on them. I'm okay. I can watch the game. Luckily, this day and age, I'm sure people can get it uh, on a streaming service somewhere. Oh, some way for sure. Work. So, if you're if you want to watch the game, you'll likely find a way to do so if you're invested in it. So, but again, they are sacrificing those ratings, which I don't really like look too much into. But obviously, I want the game to be popular and all that stuff. So. With that being said, I think we can wrap it up for tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah Matt, real quick, what is your prediction for tonight's game? Uh, give me your score and outcome. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to say... I'm going to go the same score as um, as game one, so 4-2, but I'm going to give it to the Blues tonight because... I think, like I said, they they need this. They need this a must win for them at this point. I think. So I say four two Blues, and I think they also get an empty netter. So it'll be three four three, or three two, late in the game, and then the Blues get the empty netter and ice it, and they go back to St. Louis playing Gloria with a one one series. I, I too am going to pick the St. Louis Blues tonight. Uh, I'm saying they have a three one win. Um, and, and I'm going to say that their third goal is an empty netter. Um, I, I'm, in fact, I'm going to give, I'm going to say Tarasenko is going to open the scoring. Um, I'm going to say Jaden Schwartz gets their second goal. And um, I'll give the empty net goal to defenseman Colton Parenko from his, right. own, from his own D zone. Yep. 
that's a bold prediction right there. I, I, I like to live dangerously, sir. Alright, Austin Powers. Yes, yes. One <laughs> billion dollars. But, um, yeah, that, that, I think that's it. And it wrap for tonight, right, Matt? Yes, sir. But, um, thanks for everyone who's going to be listening to this podcast in the future. Uh, we will be back on Facebook Live next week, as long as there's no other tornadoes and severe weather that might interrupt the broadcast. Um, everyone, keep up with the hockey. Uh, thank you for listening, as always. Uh, we'll be back with some more interaction next week. And, um, let's go, Blues.